0: to another episode of Tuesday Tea with me, your host, Sweet D. And today I have an incredible guest. I'm so excited for you to meet her. Dr. Amy Novotny is here. Hi, Amy.
1: Hi, Dominica. So nice to be here and nice to meet you.
0: So nice to meet you. I know this podcast world is so fun. Because people are really seeing our first time saying hello. And so it's always unique to see what comes up in these conversations. But I just want to tell our listeners that I personally reached out to you, which quite honestly, I don't do very often. Like I'll I'll look around for different guests, but... I get a lot of inquiries of people wanting to come on the show that usually just works out fine. But with you, when I read your your bio um, on PodBooker, I think, right, is how I reached out yes, to you? That's yeah, correct. that's yep. such a, that's a great site. PodBooker is cool. When I reached out to you, I thought, we need to chit chat because what you do is just, it's so unique and I don't want to miss a thing. So I'm going to go ahead and just read your bio so that the listeners get sure. a whole picture. Is that okay? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Go for it. Dr. Amy Novotny founded the PABR Institute with the mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek a naturalistic form of treatment when other treatment methods have fallen short. Her unique approach comes from her experience treating in a variety of settings with a wide range of patient populations over the past 12 months. Her background in orthopedics, sports, geriatrics, balance disorders, nerve injuries, and most recently chronic pain and influences from coursework and the Postural Restoration Institute gave her the foundation to develop this treatment method to address a wide variety of painful and restrictive conditions. Her methods have helped countless people reduce and eliminate pain, stress, anxiety, orthopedic surgeries. That's this, this, this is just amazing. Sleep issues and the need for medications. She co authored two Amazon number one best selling books Don't Quit Stories of Persistence, Courage, and Faith, and Success Habits of Super Achievers, which share her journey on how and why she developed the PABR method. Her ability to speak French and Spanish has allowed her to communicate with and help various clients from all around the world, including France, Mexico, Central America, and South America. She has a variety of interests, including running 40 plus marathons. Oh my gosh, girl, it's amazing. Running 10 ultra marathons, including two 100 milers, completing an Ironman triathlon, wildlife photography, photography. and and landscape photography all over the world that has led to several of her images being chosen as photos of the day, most notably National Geographic, your shot world top photo of the day. Oh my gosh, Amy, is there anything you don't do? (laughs) Plenty, and I keep trying to learn more. My gosh. (laughs) Incredible. I mean, wow, just Mm -hmm. so inspiring. I love so much. That you are such a dynamic entrepreneur. You're not just focused on one thing, but you've taken your interests and have and have turned perhaps what was a hobby truly into something noteworthy. Much like your photography, it's so cool. And I will make sure that we have uh, links in the show notes so people can see your images. I was actually a couple minutes late to this call because I was just immersed in all of her photos. <laughs> just going through that. It's amazing. (laughs) The name of your business. Did I say that right? The P-A-B-R Institute or is it pronounced differently? I say PABR as well. I say PABR
1: Institute. Yes. But P-A-B-R same thing. Um, And it stands for pain, awareness, breathing, relief. So I just created an acronym and a little word from it.
0: Great. Now I want to ask why, why has this been your focus? What's the story around it?
1: Sure. So I got my doctorate in physical therapy and went on that route and worked in a clinic for about five years before I was recruited to become a clinic director somewhere else. And I jumped ship, of course. But at the same time, I started taking some coursework looking at asymmetries in the body and how that affects our ability to move, how it affects our pain levels and actually how it affects breathing as well. At the time, I was training for qualifying for the Boston Marathon. I was on a treadmill running, and it was actually interesting because I was running eight miles three times a week in the mornings at a seven-minute mile pace. And when you're running at that speed and just for even that distance, you start to get some aches and pains, or things start to crop up. And you know, as a physically active person, a physical therapist, you know, I had a lot of information and knowledge in this world. And I was, I'm a very good student to the words that I teach others and I preach. And I was doing all that. But then I started playing with the way I breathe. I started playing with my rib cage position. I started playing with what I didn't know at the time was my fight or flight nervous system. I didn't realize I was really touching it. But all of a sudden, when I was changing my breathing in the middle of these treadmill runs, everything that was tight released, all the aches, the pains went away. And I got off the treadmill. And I felt great. I didn't have to ru- stretch. I didn't have to roll. I didn't have to scrape. I didn't have to do all those things that I've been teaching others to do and even myself. And I realized I had stumbled onto something different. At first, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I was late to the game. But then I realized, no, this is actually something different, different than anything i had been taught, anything in my classes. So I started exploring it more. Of course, I used myself as a guinea pig first. And then I switched to implementing it on other people. And when people start getting better, faster than other types of modalities, even with traditional PT, chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, I started thinking, okay, I need to see what's going on here. I need to put it into a process, need to discover what exactly is happening. So I started studying about the nervous system and specifically that fight or flight nervous system. And I started getting people even who are scheduled for various surgeries, knee replacements, back surgeries, ACL tears, rotator cuff tears, started getting them out of those surgeries. And I realized I was onto something and my, my, my marathon speed increased dramatically seven minutes off the next marathon, seven minutes off the next marathon after that. And it, it was no other changes in my training, but it was because I could learn to calm down my nervous system, which is a common denominator for a lot of stress, anxiety, sort possible surgeries and just even chronic pain. So that led me onto this journey to start my own business. And there's a little story with that as well, but at least I got there, got to the point where I could start my business and really try to take this to another level and help people around the world.
0: Wow. So at the time, were you working in a clinic setting and -hmm. then you decided, wow, what was that transition like for you? So
1: it was hard. I was in a clinic setting and as I became known for this, different doctors would come to see me themselves. Other people got this word out to different people around the world. So I was in Arizona at the time. And a gentleman from Florida, a photographer, world-famous photographer, wanted to be kept out of a knee replacement surgery. Mm. And he came to visit me and would come for a week on at a time and he would leave pain-free. And so he came back to have more of his body aches and pains taken away. And we did that as well. And so the Then he left again and he went to go home and he sat for the first time in decades. He's an older gentleman. First time in decades, he was able to sit for four hours straight on a plane Mm pain-free. And this is a man who was driving in a car and have to stop every 15 minutes, pull over the side of the road and get up because he was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. So he tripped and fell, tore up his shoulder and couldn't lift his arm up. So he came back to see me. Couldn't lift his arm up overhead, but, but in two days, we got his arm up overhead. And even though an MRI said he had rotator cuff tear and a biceps involvement. So he hired me to travel around the world with him and his girlfriend.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. This
1: is a transition to my own business. So I gave up my life, my house, my job, the new boyfriend that I had gave it all up. And I said, I'm going to go travel around the world and keep this gentleman out of two major surgeries And go to the Arctic, to the Antarctic, to travel all over the world, quite literally. So I did that in 2018 for six months. I finished up in Antarctica. And then I came back and said, I'm going to start my own business. I'm not going to go back to working for someone else or in a clinic. What I do is different than physical therapy. It's not physical therapy. I'm working on calming the nervous system down. And I'm going to create a business out of it. So that was a transition. It was kind of a harsh reality. But it was... Terrifying. And I said, okay, I'm going to do the work on myself, calm
0: myself down, and just forge straight ahead. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible to just see the opportunity and say, okay, I'm going for it. Do you still yeah. talk with that gentleman today?
1: We kind of, we, he's focused on photography and I focused on this. And so we kind of parted ways. And I just said, you know what? Good luck on your journey. Here's pain free. We got him to where he needed to be. And I've been literally focused on building this business that I haven't been to Florida to check up on him or anything like that. So he, he, we got him where he needed to be.
0: So that was going to be my question. Is this the type of method where people consistently need to come back to you? Or do you get them to a spot where they're just, they're good to go?
1: So it really depends on the person and their personality. And for instance, the lady who recommended this photographer to me, she's a retired psychologist. She was still working at the time. Back in 2016, she was scheduled for a knee replacement. So she started working with me. Mm -hmm. And within two weeks, she canceled the surgery. She had no more shots that she had been doing three times a year for decades and daily anti-inflammatory. She hasn't had anything since then. So she did the work and she knows what to do and she's never had to, she doesn't come see me. She doesn't have pain in that knee even though it's bone on bone, you can look at the art. You can look at the x-rays bone on bone. Mm. But what we did was we changed her nervous system. So the muscles were released. So her bones weren't compressing. Her tissues weren't compressing together, which is what was causing the pain, not necessarily the bone on bone arthritis. Wow. So the cartilage is still gone, Mm. but the pain was from tissues pinching. So once you correct that, you don't have to have surgery because I guarantee you she's had arthritis for a long time. Mm-hmm. So has most people out there. They've had arthritis for a long time. It's not just you go to bed one night and then boom, you have arthritis the next day. It's typically a, some kind of stressful event sets off the muscles to contract abnormally, it pulls your bones out of position while you wake up with pain the next day. And it can turn into a chronic situation when you haven't learned how to, to release that stress tension in your muscles. And that's what we do. So yes, it can last a long time. Sometimes people, you know how it is, they get pain-free, they work through it and maybe something else happens, or maybe they just forget and they don't want to go back through their notes and they, they'll contact me. But ideally we'd like someone to be able to practice this and integrate it. And for the most part, the nervous system changes and they don't have to come back.
0: Wow. This is amazing. So what you're saying that this is not just for, for individuals that might have like an actual traumatic, you need immediate surgery, anything like that. You're talking about different ways that stress can actually influence pain in our bodies. It sounds like Mm -hmm. any form of stress then.
1: Absolutely. So sometimes someone doesn't even have pain. I work with them for anxiety or panic or inability to focus or pressure in the chest. Can't breathe. Sometimes it's that. But what we don't realize is stress, all different types of stresses truly cause a physiological change in the body and the way the muscles work that further puts you in a high alert guarded state that makes you emotionally reactive to everything else in your life, whether Mm -hmm. it's mental, emotional, intellectual, spiritual.
0: I really wish I had you in my world. I'm thinking back like 15 years ago when I was like faced with so many different doctors Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know listening, I, I got set on my entrepreneurial journey truly from a really bad car accident I was involved in. I fractured my neck, really bad a whiplash. And I lived with chronic pain for just shy of five years. And I saw an osteopathist. I had a rolfer. We did acupuncture. I mean, I did it all. And mm-hmm. it was only when a doctor turned to me and said, okay, that's it. We're just going to do some cortisone shots and inject them right into your neck it put out the fire just enough for me, the inflammation, mm-hmm. where then I was able to do a little bit of strength training and I got mm-hmm. I got over the hump, so to speak. Right. But the more I'm thinking about just my own healing journey, and I still have a twinge here and there, you know, it's been years, but old injuries and scar tissue buildup and all that, right? Still, still hurts sometimes, especially in cold weather. Is that are you familiar with that? Have you heard mm-hmm. of that happening? That's so bizarre. Why is that absolutely? Well, when you think about it.
1: What happens when we get cold, our muscles contract, we shiver, they contract more. And that causes a pull on your bones or your tissues. You get pain. So it just shifts you enough. So the more loose and free flowing that your body is, the less you're going to feel that. But if you are right on the edge, so let's say you did some strengthening you may not have fully released your nervous system. So you're kind of on that edge. So when cold happens, muscles tighten up to guard and to keep your warmth, Mm -hmm. you may feel pain. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're very free flowing and you know how to release the muscles by changing your internal wiring, Mm -hmm. you may not feel that. And that's what, you can work on. Even now you may be pain-free, but that's something that you can work on. So you don't feel those effects of a cold situation. It really comes down to mindset to have that right. It's not mindset. So what I'm talking about is not mindset at all. That's something completely different. This is an actual physiological response. This is something that you can actually sense and feel. It's not about thinking it's about calming down the fight or flight nervous system that lies along your spine Hmm and learning how to release the pressure on it, as well as changing the way you breathe. So you release the, the trigger of that fight or flight nervous system. So it's true physiological changes in your body. It's not just in your head. It's like when people tell me, oh, pain is just from your mind, it's from your stresses. I say, it's not, it's just a mind thing. It's an actual change in your body because of maybe a stressor but there is a true physical thing that's happening. Wow,
0: wow! Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna have to have a session with you because now I'm—I <laughs> have so many more questions. But I know it's mm-hmm. your method; you don't want to give it all away up front. I get it, but th- that's amazing. I—I I, I'm completely fascinated by this. So the way that emotions then are stored in the body—so there's stress, mm-hmm. and then emotions, and over time, and just life, just being a human how can that affect our overall energy if someone's nervous system is just really wound up?
1: Sure. So emotions get stored in different places. There's some where more trauma oriented or very stressed, like your breastbone underneath your, just below your breastbone that the Ziphoi process, your armpits and kind of the front of your hips. Those are areas where we guard. Mm. Now, if we think about, let's say we have some type of experience, maybe it's a negative experience. We're doing some type of activity. you know someone cuts us off driving. Let's say that you feel this emotion of anger. Now that is going to cause a physiological change in your body, unless you can see it for what it is and release it right away. Let's say you're angry. Maybe you flip them off. Okay. So you go through that experience. Your muscles are going to start to contract without your brain's awareness. Hmm. It happens. And so when the muscles are contracting, they're going to put you in protective mode or high alert mode to cause you to behave a different way. Now that right there, that's taking energy away from you. So now all of a sudden you are using some of the energy from your food and nutrition. You are putting it towards your body physically being in a high alert state mm-hmm. instead of being able to think, being able to focus, being able to do, imagine something new, being creative, All of those higher level functions and creative processes go down a notch because your energy is now kept for being in high alert. So part of this process is we recognize that emotions, we're going to have them no matter what, we're going to have them, but we can prevent them from imprinting on our body and taking away from our energy towards other daily life, pleasurable things or work
0: related things
1: or entrepreneur related things.
0: Wow. This is amazing. I know I keep saying that, but truly this is, this is just incredible. So do you work with a team of people where you are teaching them this method or is it just you? Right
1: now it's just me. Obviously I have a team for running my business, but I am working on a program to certify other practitioners in doing this as well as on an online course so that the masses can learn the, the basics of it. So they can go through this course themselves And then obviously, you know, when you have a course like that, then you can have some one-on-one kind of, you know, teacher time where people can ask questions and that.
0: Excellent. mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Is there a simple strategy or a technique that you might share with our listeners that they can start to think about maybe in their daily routine to sort of relax and calm their nervous system throughout the day?
1: Absolutely. So one thing that we can go through is how to sit differently. Mm. sitting is notorious for ramping people up because we have turned sitting into an exercise instead of keeping it what it was designed to be, which is a form of relaxation and resting for your body. Mm. Now let's go through how to sit. If you sit, you want to sit all the way back in your chair, like okay. your low back, relax into the chair back. <laughs> Uh take away that lumbar support. If you have it, get rid of that pillow. That's shoving your back forward. That's causing you to yes. (laughs) that's Causing you to be in fight or flight mode, Uh allow your back to sit all the way back into the chair, then let your tailbone tuck under. It's going to feel like you're slouching Mm -hmm. because usually we're arching our arching our back and tipping our pelvis forward. So we want our tailbone to curl under. Then you want your feet flat on the ground. Okay. And if you can't get them flat on the ground, Try lowering the chair or put something underneath them and then look at your knees. Your knees should be at the height of your hips, the top of your hips or higher. Like if you look at the top of your thighs, you want your knees at least that level. And you'll see once you get them there, all of a sudden your back can relax more. Your pelvis can relax more. Mm -hmm. And then look at your body. Are you clenching your belly button in? If so, Guess what? Your rib cage is going to be elevated. You're going to be kicking in your fight or flight nervous system. Your breathing pattern is going to be a form of fight or flight breathing. Instead, let your belly out. Let your ribs drop down. Let your belly out so that you can calm your body. Sit all the way back, let yourself calm. Let your belly out. Since we're on Zoom nowadays, no one has to see your belly unless you want to show it to them. (laughs) But if you can do these things, it will start to shift you especially checking your belly button. I say once an hour, do a belly
0: check. Is your belly out? If not let it out. Wow. So this whole idea of like straight up posture and hold your belly in, not the best all the time, not the best all the time. No,
1: it's not something that we're supposed to be in 24 seven or even 16 hours of our waking time if you think about it, sucking your gut up and in and arching your back or pulling your shoulders back, that kicks in the fight or flight nervous system our existence is not supposed to be in fight or flight mode. We're supposed to go into that mode periodically as needed for safety, for protection. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to exist that way. So we just have to think about what are our goals? Is it to be able to produce, to function, to feel good, then you want to think, okay, how can I do that? I want to calm my nervous system down. Let's do this. If you want to be ramped up, like let's say you're presenting and you want, you know, five minutes of being hyped up and ramped up. Absolutely. Suck your gut up in, pull those shoulders back, stick out your chest, by all means, go for it. Then come out of it. Mm-hmm. Really choose to take care of your body by coming out of it. Cause we know this fight or flight nervous system is linked to so many different diseases and conditions out there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to our best benefit
0: to learn how to control it and to calm it down. What about the types of foods we put into our body? I know for me, I cannot have caffeine. I'm not a coffee mm-hmm. drinker. My teas are always herbal, calming teas. I'm already A-type, already going all the time anyway, <laughs> right? So I avoid coffee because it makes me feel really anxious. So mm-hmm. and I know some people need that that kick is that kickstart, right, to get going mm-hmm. in the mornings. What do you say to different foods like that?
1: So I personally don't like caffeine at all. I haven't had it in years, and I used to live off of Mountain Dews in high school and college to study all night. But once I learned how much it slows down healing and the detrimental effects it has on on our ability to sleep because it blocks the adenosine hormones that need to go in to give us that sleep pressure and encouragement to sleep, I I cut it out. I'm also very careful on dairy. I haven't done dairy in decades and I usually encourage people to avoid dairy. I interview people and I talk to people about nutrition, especially, you know, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian, but I've interviewed many people who are people who are in this space who still encourage no dairy, no gluten, even if you're not sensitive to it, they still encourage to avoid it as well as, you know, just eating as many fruits and vegetables as possible, typically about 30 per week, try to get a variety of 30 different species per week.
0: Wow. Okay. That's a big challenge for me. (laughs) That's huge on my, on my homework list then 30 Mm -hmm. a week.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. There's a Dr. Will Buciewicz who wrote a book called Fiber Fuel. Mm -hmm. He's done great things with people and that's his recommendation. 30 different plant species per week, just to help your gut microbiome, which is what we use to help us absorb nutrients and to feel regular and to really regulate our body.
0: Amazing. Would you say there, that there is like a hidden stressor that the vast majority of Americans deal with, whether they realize it or not? One of the things that really
1: comes to mind especially giving my work is most people hold their breath and they have no clue mm. throughout the day. Once I bring people's awareness to it, and when I'm working with people one-on-one coaching them, they always, without a doubt, come back to me and say, they didn't realize how much they were holding their breath throughout the day. And the longer you hold your breath and you're sucking your gut in, that's going to be a huge stressor to your body. Now it's setting your body at a higher stage of high alert. Now, everything else that happens in your life is going to be perceived even
0: more stressful. Yeah. Just as you said that, I didn't realize that I was holding my breath. So that's wow. Lots of really, Mm -hmm. really valuable tips. Oh my gosh. Amy, this is amazing. I wish I could just pick your brain all day, but I want to be most respectful of your time. Amy has very graciously offered a 15 free minute consultation. Is that right? Absolutely. Amazing. What does that look like if they want to get in touch with you for that? Sure. Send me an email. It's amy, A-M-Y at P
1: A B R Institute.com, and tell me that they heard me on your podcast. And so I know what I've shared with them already. And then we can discuss what's going on in their life, if this is a correct fit for them, or if they need some other type of resources. One of the things that's very important for me is someone get to the right person to help them. Mm-hmm. Often we don't know who is a correct fit, and you may not know, okay, is my history, my current status, is that correct for this? You might not know that. And it might be, and might not. And we can have that conversation and even get them going in the right direction.
0: I will be sure to put all the links in the show notes of how you can connect with Amy. And I highly encourage you to be sure to contact her for her free 15-minute consultation because I think that this is this is a game changer for a lot of us leaders and entrepreneurs. We keep our heads down and we keep working and we forget to take care of ourselves. So this is an opportunity to come back to center and to take care of ourselves so that we can continue leading our teams in the best way possible. So Amy, thank you for taking the time with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you
1: so much for having me on. I really am grateful for this chance and to speak to your audience.
0: Absolutely. All right, that is it for this week. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.